0: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. I totally thought you were going to hit the sneeze button when I said Brian's name, Alex, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) This week we're going to talk about Outriders (laughs) and some Marvel's Avengers, some Squeenix all day, baby. Uh, Before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for their contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call SideQuest. SideQuest today is most likely going to be just a off-topic chat about some things that I want to rant about. Most likely. So
1: send us your ideas for yeah, if,
0: side quests. If you have ideas of what you want us to cover in the side quests, we're open to anything. You want to hear uh, what we're eating lately, like our favorite places to eat around town. Or you want to hear about uh, my general thoughts regarding the fashion industry currently. Whatever you want. Like you if tell you, us, we'll talk if about it. you want
1: to give us the go ahead to make it completely non-gaming related audience especially patrons, please let us know. Cause yeah. then we'll just, we'll just do whatever we want to do. But, but if you yeah. want it gaming related, we're open to those ideas too, but we also have all
0: kinds of other stupid things that we want to talk about. Yes. Um,
1: oh, real quick, real quick bumper. Go. Yeah. Horror movie yearbook. Uh, they talked about, uh, the, they, so they did a, Re- a WrestleMania spectacular parts one and two talked about the movie No One Lives, which I think uh, includes Luke Evans and some wrestler of some some sort. Um, And then uh, they did a preview of WrestleMania 37 because, you know, the horror and the wrestling community have some overlap in some ways. And so WrestleMania is this weekend. I think it's today and tomorrow or something. I don't know. But uh, that's happening over on Horror Movie Yearbook, and then on the Midwest Film Nerds podcast, we did a not only a review of Godzilla vs Kong, but Gojo watched all thirty-three Godzilla movies in the oh past several weeks, and so what um, the hell? We talked to him about some of the. We did some Godzilla superlatives, like the best Godzilla and the worst Godzilla and the best kill and the most formidable kaiju foe and things of that nature. So please go listen to that on the Midwest Film Nerds feed and validate Gojo's choice to spend many hours watching Godzilla films. I would expect nothing less from him. Yeah, no, he did a great job. He also made like a... He did like full scorecards for all the kaiju that appear in the movies, so he knows like what Godzilla's fight record would be and um and and all the other kaiju that appear as well so please go check that out and uh godzilla versus kong as well i think we we all enjoyed quite a bit but here's some more in-depth thoughts on the midwest film nerds podcast sweet
0: uh as always we do appreciate feedback which you can send to midwestgamenerz at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher um yeah I haven't played much other than Outriders. We I did play a little bit of Rainbow Six, so I don't really have a lot to say about like off-topic gaming that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I did pick up a new iPad. I was planning on picking up that new Square RPG and checking that out because I love yeah. the fact that it's made out of little dioramas.
1: Like That looks amazing. Um, yeah. So I want to check Fantasian, that out. It's called Fantasian, and I believe it is on Apple Arcade. And I'm also planning to play it because I purchased a, a Backbone, the Backbone 1. Which is one of those, it's like the Razer Kishi oh, sweet. A controller that you can yeah, plug yeah. your iPhone into. So I'm excited to check both of those out and see how that goes. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on the Backbone. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you should do an unboxing video, even though you probably already unboxed it. No, it's still coming. I think it'll be here this oh, week. Sweet. So I can probably yeah, you should, do that. You should do an unboxing
0: just for like Instagram Live or something and just throw it up sure. there. I can do so, that. Um, yeah, so I haven't really played much else, but I do want to pick that up. Um, just because I love the art style. Plus, I believe I read that, um, who was it, Tetsuo, who who's the, is Numura is the, the composer. Uh, I believe he also did the no, music. No,
1: Nobuo Uematsu is yeah. the, the typical Final Fantasy composer. Um, yeah, so
0: I'm pretty sure he did the music for that game. So I want to check that out too, because
1: I've always loved his music. Um, yeah, so this is, this is, this is a game developed by Mistwalker. The director is Takuto Nakamura, who was the director of the original Final Fantasy game. Uh, or no, excuse me. The game is produced and written by Hironobu Sakaguchi with music by Nobuo Uematsu, who are both famous for their work on the original Final Fantasy and several entries in the series. Yes. Um, And it's been getting a lot of good buzz. And so, yeah, like John said, the the they made a bunch of dioramas for the 3D environment in the game, and I'm excited to kind of play it and see what it's about. I've heard it's a very traditional JRPG, but that sounds fun. So,
0: I mean, I don't know what that means anymore because I feel like JRPGs have gone in so many different directions lately, but if it's like old school Final Fantasy or Dragon Warrior or like any I of think, that, I'm into
1: that. I think so. that's the point is that it's kind of like a return to the turn-based RPG, Japanese RPG kind yeah. of form. So I'm curious to see how it takes shape and, and what they're doing with it. I believe there's like... This is like the first of two parts as well, so I think there's going to be more coming later is the plan. Sweet. Um, And I'm assuming they'll be on the
0: Apple Game Pass or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah.
1: Apple Arcade. I don't know if they have plans to bring it elsewhere. I would assume it'll come to Switch probably and, you know, we'll see. But uh, no, it sounds cool. I'm excited to check it out.
2: Right on. Brian, what have you played other than Outriders? I... Honestly, I didn't really want to get involved in anything because I've been too busy. You've been playing, prepping the new house for uh, house rehab, moving in, yeah, simulator, basically. So I've just like I've unwinded a couple evenings here and there with Apex Legends and played some Rainbow Six last night with the guys, and uh, that was fun. I saw you guys on. And
0: I didn't play because I was trying. I wanted to play Outriders. I was having a bad internet night where I was only getting like five megabytes down for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. So I just decided to instead watch videos about barbecues and then fell asleep
2: watching videos about barbecues. (laughs) Dude, I hope you get a sweet barbecue because I want to ride my bike over all summer. My goal uh... is
0: to get a flat top griddle so that i can like hibachi the backyard you know like i want to make like hibachi fried rice and shit and then uh, yeah yeah basically that's my goal is to get a flat top so
2: but anyways that's awesome so so you played rainbow six did you guys do all right last night uh yeah it's kind of hit or miss
1: (laughs) (laughs) it usually is I didn't I didn't hop on to the Rainbow Six we did play that little bit of Outriders afterwards. Uh yes. That know, was fun. Yeah, but we'll talk about that more in a bit. But, um yeah. I don't know. I miss the I always miss the Easter Rainbow event for some reason. I've never played the Magic is Fun or whatever it's called. I don't remember, but I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking.
0: about. Yeah, like where it's all candy coated and everything, and it takes place. The the level is the plane level, but it's inside of the house level. Yeah, so it's this very meta uh, play like game. But the mode is isn't really any different. I don't think. I think it's just you just get goofy ass. It's just like like a
1: visual.
2: Okay, all right. Well, that's fair. I've always wanted to check it out, but. Let me correct you and say that it is plain inside the old house level. The only true house. <laughs> the true house. The only actual house instead of Yeah, strange. it's the old kid's room, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. It's inside house MD and
0: they play teardrop over the... Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that you're, sounds you're, great. I mean, it's a weird... It's a, it's uh... a plain inserted house MD's <laughs> anus. <laughs>
2: It's a oh. weird license deal, but, uh... <laughs> that you know. would be a really interesting episode of House M.D. We gotta remove this we plane. We don't understand what's wrong. He's got a Is plane in lupus? his ass,
0: and he's the only person who can get it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he has to perform
1: surgery on himself. <laughs> right.
0: But he, we can't get him up, he's drunk and passed out. And on all kinds of pills. Pills.
2: Lots of pills. <laughs> yeah. Anyways... Well, this episode took a weird turn off the top. As, as long as teardrops playing in, in loop over and over again, I'm <laughs> <Yep>. good. <laughs> I could listen to that song for a while. I think anybody mm-hmm. can. It's it puts everybody to sleep.
0: That's why I never watched House because I'd fall asleep in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Plus, that show sucked. But, anyways, um, what else do we want to? T- you want to cover news now, or do you want to? I was.
1: I'll talk about Marvel real quick. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Um, Marvel's Avengers came out late, later, like fall, uh, maybe like end of summer last year. I think September it was or something like that. Um, and I played the beta, was not particularly impressed with it, but always kind of knew that like at some point my friends would probably start playing it and then I'd pick it up later. Um... And they released the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X update for the game uh, mid March. So I have been playing, I've only been playing
2: that version of the game. What's up, Brian? Nothing because of the weird backdrop I put up for Google Hangouts when I was like trying to blow my nose off to the side it just looked like my head was in the clouds. You just <laughs> created the nebula. a nebula. You created a new nebula as you were blowing. Yeah.
0: Your nose. <laughs> this is like this is like a this is Event Horizon two, but instead of a black hole, it's a white window.
1: <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, uh, yeah, Marvel's Avengers. It is very much a uh, a loot type game. It's it's Destiny with Marvel characters and third person-ish. So, I guess a little more division, maybe. Um, one of my initial complaints was that I felt as though the characters weren't different enough, but um, I'm finding that as you unlock more of the skill trees, uh, you kind of get a lot more variety for how the different characters play, and so they're not all kind of feeling the same necessarily. They have similar characteristics to them and there are some people who uh have specific skills that are required to get in different areas like the hulk can smash through bigger objects in different ways and which is something that iron man can't do but he can like access computers and hack things which is something that captain america can't do that kind of thing so because captain america's um, like what are computers pretty much yes um but overall i've been i've mostly been playing through the story i played a little bit with nick and gojo the other day which is basically just like you load into random missions and you play you play the game with each other you just go as the heroes and smash a bunch of enemies and it's it's a fun time and they have different ways for you to do Um, there's like shield vaults that you can try to get into. And apparently there's like different activities that can require, like, sometimes it's like a control point where you're trying to stay in a circle for a while while it spawns enemies for you to fight. Um, but in other cases, it's like using a passcode where there's different computers around the room that have different numbers and you have to like stand in their boundaries at different times, uh, in the correct order. So you have to talk with each other and and kind of move around the level. Um, But, no, it's weird because, like, I'm playing this the same time as Outriders and I normally kind of, like, don't care about these loot-type games. But once again, I'm fascinated with, like, uh, you know, getting the numbers to go up and having my power level rise and getting the the shiny blue and purple items and all that type of stuff. And so it's kind of, it, I don't know. Like, I feel like right now I'm going to play all the loot games that I'm going to play for the next several years in <laughs> these couple of weeks. And then I'll be done all with at the it same time. Yeah. So it's like, it's working for me right now. The dopamine drip is, is actively working, but at some point I'm just going to get used to it and I'm going to want to put it down. But well, um, shit,
2: you want to play destiny too as well? No, no,
0: I don't
1: Division. do that. I could maybe do the division probably. The, uh, the I did warlords. Buy it on PC, did you get the warlords expansion for division? No, I just bought it when it was like three dollars on UPlay, and then I was like, I can just not play this now because the um, the warlords expansion is like seven dollars right
0: now on Green Man, and it's totally worth it because it's it's what I liked about warlords. Not to like sidebar this or whatever, but no, that's fine. Um, it wasn't as big of a space. But it was more vertical, so there was a lot of like going up into buildings and things, as opposed to like things being really spread out, which is what DC was. Yeah. But if if you do end up playing Division, like uh, we will play that with you. <laughs> I mean, there's a that. lot of
1: drones. Yeah. Prob- we should probably focus on Outriders since we bought that for
2: sixty. No, we're gonna play all of them at the same time. <laughs> Let's do all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to
0: play anything at this point. I feel like I just don't play enough of stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm, like,
2: going through withdrawal. I think I'm through withdrawal.
1: I'm waiting for that next thing to get hooked on. I've been playing more games in the past couple weeks than I have in quite a while just because these two are available. But, um, you know, of course, I'm mostly playing at, like, 2 in the morning. So that doesn't really help you guys. You guys actually do your job early in the morning. (laughs) I just kind of like, you know, roll out of bed when I can. Um, but yeah, no, I think Marvel's Avengers is fun. I think it's right. Like today you can get it for $25 on Amazon. Uh, you know, the PS five edition as well. Um, but it's, uh, I think if you're interested in the Marvel stuff, it's pretty good. The story I think is good. It's centered around Kamala Khan, who's kind of the latest iteration of Miss Marvel. And um, they do a good job of making her kind of like the audience gateway into the world. And then you spend the story kind of out unlocking the other heroes that are in the game. Um, They have released Hawkeye. Kate Bishop and Hawkeye have been released since the game came out. So they post-release content. Um, They both have some story missions available with them. I haven't played as either of them yet because I'm still finishing up the story, but I'm excited to kind of see how those work, Uh, especially Hawkeye being kind of more of a ranged character to see how he he might be the first opportunity for them to be very different. So we'll see. Um, And then, you know, they announced a while back that like Spider-Man is going to be PlayStation exclusive because Sony owns the spider-man well, they, game right they just announced black panther like this past week didn't they yeah y- i don't know if they uh y- maybe i'm not sure i can't remember how much they announced about who was going to come out but i think like Spider-Man i'm pretty the sure they, they like, released a black panther trailer like of, yeah like so his... i think the black panther stuff is next up yeah after now that hawkeye's out um and that's cool like i think uh going to wakanda is going to be cool because like so there's like some uh like urban environment type things like a New York-ish and there's also some like uh, you go to Utah for some reason because like Tony's ancestral home is there or some shit I don't know but uh, very rocky environments and then there's also very city-like environments so I think going to like the jungle and and, like things in Wakanda will be pretty sweet just like Um, having to fight lions and stuff (laughs) yeah that'd be that'd be cool but Hulk Hulk,
0: smash a rhino and then poachers <laughs> jump out and they're like, you murdered a rhino. And then they, they, they're just, they try to capture the Hulk. I don't know. I'm just making sure, this shit yeah. up. Good luck. To I was going to do a Wakandan voice. And then I was like, ah, I shouldn't go Yeah, it's Probably no, shouldn't do
1: that. that.
2: Um, But no, I I'm, I've been having fun with it. What are you going to say, Brian? I'm not sure I'll ever pick it up. I was just going to say something dumb. I was going to be like, if they had Hawkeye <laughs> from MASH as a playable character, then I'd be about <laughs> it. I would totally buy this game, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Where's all the mash related looter shooters? You know. Yeah. Just make
1: like we need. We need like a Medal of Honor meets Mash. Like Mm -hmm. take some other old
0: franchise that nobody cares about anymore and combine it with Mash.
1: Like they're they're spinning their wheels on Call of Duty. They're going back to like World War Two or whatever again. I think at this point they should really just be like, all right, we're gonna get that Mash license. Have Alan Alda come in. He's probably already been in another Call of Duty game. Is he alive still? I think so. I think I hope so. so.
2: He's a cool, dude. Get Colonel I Klinger
1: think. in there, and you know, because that Some he, radar, that, the treatment of him wasn't problematic at all in that show. But um, yeah, <laughs> so let's do it. Let's get that mash, mash. Uh, I want a mash, 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 battle up. royale. A mash battle royale. Yeah, let's get it. Get get it in the war zone. I want to. I want. You know what? I want to play as Colonel Klinger and then win call of duty Warzone, and then just be like fuck you guys that sounds great and all your skins are different dresses
2: yeah why not that would be, <laughs> <that'd> be amazing it'd <laughs> be really good i don't feel like Klinger as a character would go over very well nowadays probably but... not no but who knows so anyway yeah
1: marvel's <laughs> avengers <laughs>
2: Welcome to the ad spot for Roleplaying and Roleplaying, the an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast based in the Midwest. We like to have a lot of fun, some laughs, and definitely a lot of character development too. So feel free to check us out on Spotify and anywhere podcasts are really available. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Roleplaying, which is spelled R-O-L-L. It's like a play on words. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of the show.
1: All right, let's talk about uh-huh. Outriders. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Square Enix's Outriders. We talked about the demo a few weeks ago, uh, but once again, it is a looter shooter type game, third-person action, um, and the final release came out uh, April first, I believe. It was this. Uh, it was a Thursday ago, and it's kind um, of like the Thursdays anti-games ago. as a service model, kind of. Except for the fact that it's always online. Right.
0: Which was a huge yeah. issue because the servers all took a huge shit and I couldn't even get it to start the first week of it being around, which is part of the reason why we postponed our episode. I couldn't get in the game. Like I could not as as much as I tried, which again, I probably really didn't try all that hard, but I could have and I could not get in. no
1: there were a lot of people (coughs) tweeting at them about it too yeah um they did
2: i know i know i wasn't the
1: only person having issues with
0: it is what i'm getting at so
2: plus i mean considering we're running on like the highest end hardware basically and we're having all these weird frame rate well yeah that's even like banding issues and stuff it's like so
1: like I tried playing the Saturday after release which is a couple of days after the release day on Thursday and cuz that's how calendars work and the week. Um, oh yeah, okay. But um Time. the <laughs> coming to a side quest near you. I was able to get into the game but then I did get booted once or twice I think as I was playing. So you would even be in the middle of a mission and then it would be like you've lost connection to the server and it would toss you out. So that That kind of thing sucks. Yeah, it's a game that can
0: be played single player. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm hearing, like in some of the articles and reviews I've read, it's pretty fun to play single player. I don't necessarily agree with that, but (laughs) some of these reviewers are like, it's pretty great single player, and the fact that we keep getting kicked off is a huge pain in the ass. Because a single player game should not have this kind of issue.
1: Yeah, Uh for a game that they were constantly being like, you can play this by yourself. You don't need to play it with other people if you don't want to, but there is a co-op. But you can play this game by yourself, and then for them to be mired by these issues with online connectivity kind of sucks, especially for those people who paid $60 to play it on release day and then couldn't yeah, play or, it for several days. Or for a
0: feature like the cross-play that worked without any issue in the demo, at least we didn't have any problems playing it. Like, you know, you were on PlayStation, I was on PC, the cross-play worked yeah. fine, the crossplay is completely broken right now. They've told everybody to turn it off until they can fix it. Which yeah, I mean, weird. like, why is that? Like, why is that now happening when it worked fine in the in the demo? I don't get
2: it. But it is There's what it is. A lot more people playing probably.
0: In in our Twitch which, chat here, uh, Zach Nocat made a point where he's saying they've already started nerfing the bullet builds in the game, and uh, it kind of made the end game content suck um if this isn't a live service game why are you doing live service things to it is my yeah like what the fuck are you thinking if unless like the goal down the line like and this is just me like kind of i don't know how like just throwing throwing shit prognosticating yeah throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks you know (laughs) so like with with avengers i think they saw that they're they're Games as a service like doesn't work the way they want it to. It wasn't as successful. It just wasn't like what they wanted it to be. And I, I'm guessing Outriders was originally supposed to be some form of games as a service. And because Avengers performed so poorly, they were like, Ugh, let's scale that back a bit. And we'll just release all the content at once and see what happens. And so Outriders became an anti-games as a service, but still had some of those tropes that are attached to games as a service with it. And so now we're left with this game that's essentially, like, single or co-op, not multiplayer, not fully online, but is fully online. And we're forced into this, like, online environment that's going to get, like, you know. At what point are they going to sever the servers for this game and you can't play it at all, you know? (laughs) At what point are they going to sever the servers for Avengers and you can't play that at all, you know? You can't play Destiny. Like... (laughs) Like, the first Destiny is, like, you can't play
2: it anymore, I don't think. No,
1: I think uh, you I'm still pretty can. sure it's
2: online, still. So. But there will be we, a point in time
1: where you can't, like, you know. Yeah, you well, Bungie jokingly... But it's all going
2: to be in Destiny 2.
0: I don't know if you guys caught the Bungie uh, April Fool's joke, but they had posted Destiny as a game in, like, D1 It was a game in Steam. Like, they showed a Steam screenshot.
2: That's cruel, because yeah. I would totally and that. And everybody was
0: like, no fucking way, and then they were like, April, <laughs> April Fool's, like... Whoops! Like even I was like no fucking way, and I went to go download it. Like I was like this better. Still don't know their fucking audience. So oh,
1: that's pretty good. But anyways, no. so, like I just well, I, thing- I
0: feel like that's going to be an issue with this game down the line. Is they're they're gonna they're gonna decide, and Square I think is kind of.
1: I don't know. I think what they were trying to do here was like be a little bit more intelligent about it. And instead of being like, Hey, Destiny's coming out, we got a ten year plan for this bitch, you know, like (laughs) I think with Outriders they were kinda gonna be like, Hey, there's forty hours worth of content here for you to pay sixty dollars for and play. And if you guys like it, we're gonna make more stuff for it. And I think that's perfectly reasonable for them to do and to say. But I think, like, the expectation, like, the stuff that Zach Nocap is bringing up about, like, the fact that they, like, have nerfed things already. I kind of get it. Because, like, the, the trickster skin, one of the trickster-, trickster skills is that you can make it so that your clip in your gun, like, all of the bullets were going to do, like, way more damage for this one clip. And then there's, like, a, a buff or, like, a perk that you can get on your armor that makes it so that if you kill an enemy, it will give you the next clip to hmm. do all of that with as well. And so there were people that were figuring out ways to keep this perk or that whole that skill active for, like, the entire, like, for whole conflicts, basically, which is not what they intended it to do. But, like discovering the crazy op shit that you can do in games like this and in destiny is some of my favorite stuff is like dude i got gallerhorn and it just destroys everything if i fire it once that's awesome
0: (laughs) yeah the the broken things
1: make it fun and if
0: you're gonna keep fixing the broken things and it loses its fun factor like nobody well, wants, like nobody wants to be an outrider that's like this ultimate, like you know, galactic badass, and then have all of that power nerfed away from them because the developers decided, well, it's a little bit too strong. You know, why does this game have fucking anti cheat
2: built into it? Like, give me a yeah, break. It, like, I mean, it doesn't have any sort of competitive mode. Yes. So yeah, it really doesn't make any sense to me that it even needs to be balanced.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that's the thing. It's like, what is the point of balancing all of this if number one, there's no competitive mode, and then number two, like if people are just enjoying your game and they're really destroying like all of these monsters with all these cool things that you made, like I think you succeeded. I think well, and, you can- and they
0: and they nerfed they nerfed like the drop rates for some of the enemies and shit too. So like, why are you removing everything that's great about this? You know. It just doesn't make sense to me and I know we literally just spent 10 minutes shitting on this game that we all three of us actually think is pretty cool
1: like yeah <laughs> but that's the thing is like we've been playing the first big patch just dropped yesterday before that we had been playing this game like the first time I would load into it I wouldn't have a HUD I couldn't see my crosshairs so you'd have to leave and come back and I'm pretty sure that happened to you too, John and I've heard it on a few yeah. other podcasts as well. So that was like a common issue that they were having. Not to mention, there were some performance bugs as well that have now been somewhat mitigated in this newer patch that Brian and I were playing on last night. But like, it's I don't know. It's interesting. It's just weird that they would like come out of the gate with like this is not a, a service game, and then like you know I get excited about the fact that like I'm getting new loot constantly and um and you know there's op stuff that all these people are able to do with these skills but then like they're like oh we're gonna dial out of that back like we don't want you to be able to get through this game in 36 hours we want you to get through it in 40 whatever their argument is it doesn't feel particularly good so i don't know which I-
0: all of that sucks because this game is actually fun like it is a fun game to play
1: I think it feels really good. Like, the the shooting in this game is the closest that I feel like we've gotten to something like Destiny in quite a while, for me at least. Yeah. Like, shooting people with a shotgun and having them just explode
0: looks, oh, yeah. feels
1: great. Ripping like, them in half with a
0: shotgun is
1: hilarious. Yep. Like, just fucking great, it, man. It got better from the demo to the final release. Like, it just feels better in the way that everything works, the way that the movement works, the way that, like the guns feel all that stuff. I think they did a great job with.
0: Yeah. I like how reactive the enemies are. I like how, um, Mm -hmm. some of the, like when we were playing the other night, just there were moments where I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because there's just (laughs) fucking bullets and grenades flying everywhere. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, Mm-hmm. No it, other it gets game crazy. Yeah. No other games quite done that where like you're literally like I literally there were a few moments where I stopped moving because I was like, where am I like in this area? <laughs> and where are these bullets and grenades coming from? Because I had no mm-hmm. fucking clue. But I was it was amazing because I'm thinking to myself like, you know, not that I have. any I have no idea what it's like being in war, but I'm assuming it's pretty close to that. Like, where you yeah. just, you're so disoriented because there's shit coming at you from every direction. Cause I mean, I was being flanked by enemies. I thought we were pushing forward. And so I was moving forward. Then all of a sudden, I'm being shot from behind. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought I killed everybody behind me, but didn't realize there was a whole squadron of enemies that had flanked around the side of me. Like, mm-hmm. very reactive enemies, great feeling guns, cool looking art style. Um, I turned the music off because for some reason, it's so it's fucking so loud. loud. <laughs> that I don't I like I don't know if that was like the whole like they wanted this like epic orchestral shit going on but I would much rather like I put on death metal like while I was playing it because I was like this fits way better than whatever shit they had going on because <laughs> I'm just mowing down corpses like but it, the music was so loud I I just I remember we, we were just in the menu and like trying to load in the game and you guys were talking to me and I was like oh my god like I can't I can't hear a fucking word anyone saying and I had to turn that shit down but yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah, Zach Nocap in the chat here was listening to the Doom soundtrack while playing. Perfect, perfect that soundtrack awesome. for this game. Yeah. Like, the amount Excellent. of gunfire and explosions and shit happening, it requires that. The boss fights are super fucking interesting. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that, f- like, even the boss from the demo, and like, we did a couple of side quest bosses that were, like, really cool, like, the, like it, this game has a lot going for it, and I just don't understand why it's being treated the way it's being treated by Square.
1: Is, or is it square well, it's the people what is, what's the other company people can fly as the developers Square yeah. Enix published but like it, it, yeah i think that's an interesting question and i guess we'll see as it comes out i think the main thing about this and why they had some of the issues with server connectivity is just like i think the game sold way better than they thought it would i agree which um you know it's not necessarily a game that i was even planning on buying after we got the demo but then you john was like oh it's like off on Green Man Gaming or whatever, I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'll buy it then. Like, that's Gamers Club Unlocked pricing right there. I might as well do it. Yeah. So, like, I have a feeling that because it was released in this time where, like, people are kind of waiting for more next-gen games and things like that, um, they really have been able to capitalize on, like, a lot of the delays that have been occurring and, and things of that nature. Even though it had a delay of its own from February to April, like, I think I think they just sold a lot more than they expected, and that's ended up with some bigger issues in terms of, like, the playability in the first couple weeks. But all of that aside, yeah, I think it's just going to be interesting to see what kind of, um... what kind of tale this game has on it. Like, Avengers is one where, like, I think the game, the the player base left it extremely quickly, so we'll see if that kind of happens with Outriders or if people are sticking around and continuing to play, like... I have no idea what the end game even looks like in this game, so I'm kind of curious to know that type of stuff. I mean, we're all like under 10 hours into it at this point still, but um, you know, it seems like there's still a good amount of game to go. And I feel like at this point, if I get 30, 40 hours out of it, like that's that's great. But um, it is like a weird beast of like they didn't want you to think that it's a service game, but it might become one by the time that
2: you're finished with it. Like right. Who knows? Brian, do you have any additional thoughts? Um, I think you guys covered it pretty well. I mean, <laughs> I'm just really enjoying it, but uh I would like to play more. Like I've only really sat down with it a few times this week and yeah. only for like an hour or two each time. Um I definitely feel like while you can all play the same class, it definitely works better when people are playing different classes and they they synergize pretty well. I do think it's really weird that there's four classes and only three people can play because I would like to see what all four classes could do <laughs> together at the same time. Yeah, but it's probably um, just
0: like even more chaotic.
2: For sure, like, yeah.
0: Because just like just the number, like as the Devastator, is that what it's called? The Devastator. Yeah, yep. yeah, the, like the, that that attack mm-hmm. where he like zooms up into the air and then does like a like a pounce onto a group of enemies. Like imagine mm-hmm. like that's happening while the 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 sniper class is like popping up this little turret thing, and then you've got like the pyromancers like blowing shit up and fl- like there would just be shit flying everywhere. Like well, it'd be, it'd be like are... a Michael Bay video game. There would just be like fucking explosions <laughs> and shit everywhere. For They're sure. gonna add the Detroit no. train station in the background somewhere. Like, it would just it'd be the most well, epic game.
1: And not only that, but we discovered last night, because I finally got a character that could equip level 10 stuff, the, like, pre, so that stuff that was in our stash, John, was pre-order a bonus? Yeah. Like, it, it's a, and then, um, one of the guns in it, the assault rifle has Firefly, basically, from Destiny. So, oh. like, when you shoot something, it explodes. Nice. When you kill something, yes. it explodes. So not only add that on top, but then Brian also managed to get a gun that has, like, this thing where you fire at it and it causes, like, lightning to hit the thing. And so, like, we have all of those going on plus all of the effects from all the skills and it just gets crazy. The the Trickster has one where you can throw out a bubble that just, uh, it kind of acts like a shield, but it slows down time inside the bubble. So you can use it as a shield or you can get in there and slow down enemies with it and then hit them all with your, like, melee thing. So then Brian could also rush up with, like, a shotgun or use his melee to, like, freeze people inside of the bubble. Like, there's just so much different ways that you can use that. I could, like, throw that bubble out and then Brian could snipe them to recover some health or, like, things of that nature. Like, there's all kinds of... So, like, one of the things I was wondering about and that I mentioned in the demo episode was, like, what kind of synergies really exist between these characters. And it turns out that there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of different ways that, like, the skills are going to work together and then there's a lot of ways that your Armor can help with your skills. Like, I've found a few pieces of armor that either, like, lengthen durations of skills or, like, give you a second use of it before it needs to to cool down. Like, that type of thing. So, there's a lot of, like, depth to, like, how that stuff works. And it mostly seems like it's, like, geared at just, like, everybody does shit all the time. Blow things up. Do whatever. And I think it works well because, like, when you have even just two people playing together... They throw so
2: many more enemies at you as well. Yeah, I mean, they may give you cover, but they do not expect you to use it for very long. Yeah. Like, you might duck down for maybe a second, but uh, after that, you got to move, because the enemies seem to come from, like, all directions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's pretty nice that they don't want you to get too comfortable. It's not even necessarily that, but, like, the fact that,
1: like, All four of the classes have their health recovery tied to either, like, Technomancer has to do damage, the Pyromancer has to kill things that are on fire because of him, the Trickster needs to kill at a close range, and the Devastator needs to kill at a close range. So, like, they really encourage you to get into the shit, and then, John, you were talking about the Devastator has something that lets you get up into the air and then fly at these people and, like, basically kill them upon impact. The trickster has a move that lets them teleport behind somebody so then they can, like, you know... I like to use it where I'll teleport behind a group of people and then throw up the bubble to get them all to stick in the one place. And then I can use my melee skill that just, you know, obliterates them or, like, allows Brian to come in with his weapons. So, like, it's really easy to find yourself behind the line of the conflict and then you can get swarmed. But then you have to figure out ways to kind of, like, get back around or you know, work together to make that happen, that type of thing. And then not only that, like we started encountering these bosses that could throw out these like purple vortexes that would teleport you across the level and completely it would just ruin us because we would either get split up and one of us would die, or we'd both go through it and not know where we are and then all the yeah. enemies turn and face us. Like there's a it's, lot it's of it's really cool but very disorienting. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like there's there's a lot of depth to how the game plays. I'm interested to keep going through it, because we just got to the point where we unlocked, like, crafting and modding your your gear and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it, it feels like it's got a lot of life in it, which is nice. And, like, it doesn't feel overly... Um, it doesn't feel, like, needlessly complicated so far in terms of, like, Yeah, there's, like, iron that you can collect and, like, these different currencies that do different things, but it's not like, oh, there's a different one on every planet, like, in (laughs) Destiny, and then also there's, like, these coins that you can get, and there's things that are, you know, just glimmer or whatever. Like, it feels relatively simple at the moment, and I think it works pretty well, which is nice. Um, And then, yeah, the story, I think, in the end, we're going to see how that goes. At this point, I'm kind of like, whatever, it's fine. There's, like, interesting humor in the game. It's not really... uh, It's it's kind of, like, nihilistic and just very, like, you know... Uh, I don't know. The character just seems very, like... The player character seems like he's very, like... uh I don't know what the hell I'm doing here, but you guys are all idiots kind of thing.
2: I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of... It's amusing.
1: Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm interested to see more. I really appreciate the fact that, like... The one other thing I wanted to hit before we moved on... The... Um, I was trying to play as the Technomancer because that's the one that recovers health when you kill things at a long distance. And in the demo, I was having trouble with it because the melee guys would get up to me and just destroy me. Uh, And so I ended up switching to the Devastator and again to the Trickster because they were the up-close class- classes and I never really play as those. And the fact that like I've been trying that and using shotguns instead of sniper rifles and assault rifles and things like that it really has made me play this game in a way very differently from how I would play destiny as like a warlock where I would keep my distance cause I don't have that much health and I, you know, would need to pick things off rather than be up in the fray like a, like a Titan could. Um, so I feel like they, they've done a good job of like not only kind of giving you some indication for how these different classes should play, but then also to like encourage you to try out different things. The fact that like you can just start a new character post prologue and, you know, get them going and, and you know, play the game. Like, it's not quite to the point where you can just, like, start a new character and they're at the same level, but it's been interesting because i like, I can play the Devastator by myself and then I can play as the Trickster with you guys so that we don't have any repeating classes. And, and I think, you know, it's it's cool that they're flexible with that type of stuff. So. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I, I dig it. It's a cool game. I definitely want to play more. Uh, I just uh, I pre-ordered Bio Mutant because I want to check that game out, and it's twenty five percent off on Green Man. It comes mm-hmm. out in like a month, so I figure like I will try and squeeze in at least like beating the story of Outriders, hopefully, and then uh, by that time, hopefully, I, I'll be wrapped up and can just jump into Bio Mutant and try that out. So, cool. But
2: sometime after I move. I'm super excited to finally jump into Disco Elysium, because the director's cut's out now. Yep. I was kind of waiting for that since, yeah, I hadn't started yet. Same. But, uh, yeah. I've heard I've heard the voice acting for that is pretty solid, too.
1: Me too. I heard the console releases were a little buggy, but I think some of that has been smoothed out by now, so if anybody's curious about it. I feel like that's a game that Nick would really like, so hopefully he gets to check it out at some point, but cool yeah hey Kevin I heard you're looking for a new video game podcast
0: I am looking for a new video game podcast I'm looking for one with these specific parameters frequent Dark Souls comparisons whining about frame rate and detailed analysis of how fast or slow your character is in the game do you have that for me oh boy I have just the podcast for you it's called Jump Crouch and you can find it on iTunes Stitcher Spotify or any podcaster you can also go to jumpcrouch.com to see more
1: that sounds like the plan for me sweet let's talk some uh, game news all right um so i'm in charge of the news at this point in time and that means (laughs) we're going to talk about sony stuff but it's not all sunshine and roses sony stuff so there you go um bloomberg and our favorite jason Shry guy uh, posted an article on Friday titled Sony's obsession with blockbusters is stirring unrest within PlayStation empire. Uh, and the kind of smaller headline is a small team had big ambitions for a last of us remake, but Sony handed the work to star studio, naughty dog. Um, So it's quite a lengthy article, people can go check it out if they would like, but what it comes down to is that there's a small team at Sony that wanted to remake, they started out thinking they would remake the first Uncharted, but then they decided that it would make more sense to remake the first Last of Us, because the assets were kind of already being made for The Last of Us Part 2, and then they could put both of them out on PlayStation 5, Um, but Sony didn't really support this team, and then they did like the idea, so they told Naughty Dog to do it instead. And now there's just a lot of information in this article about Sony kind of closing down some studios. I can't remember if we talked about um, the Japan studio getting shut down, but Team Asobi's been left behind. The people who did the Astro Bot stuff... But it seems like Sony's condensing down a lot and kind of doubling down on a lot of their existing franchises instead of letting the smaller things start to thrive and really finding new and good video games in things uh, that their smaller teams are working on, and even letting these teams work on things that they want to work on rather than forcing them to do other stuff like clean up on spider-man for insomniac or you know clean up on the last of us 2 when that got delayed that type of thing um but you know it's interesting because it's really a stark contrast to how microsoft is working right now you know they picked up bethesda and by all intents and purposes it sounds like they're going to let bethesda do their own thing they're letting these studios that they're picking up work on some of the titles that they uh, that they obviously have, but then also maybe letting them do things that they want to do rather than kind of mandating, like, this needs to be a Forza game uh, or this needs to be this type of game. Um, so, yeah, it seems like there's some strife within Sony at the moment, especially among their studios, and uh, it doesn't sound like a good thing. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this.
0: I'm, I'm only speculating here, but I'm assuming Sony is doing this with The Last of Us because of the HBO show and the success that that's going to bring. And they're just going to want to sell more consoles and games of the latest and greatest hardware once that airs because it's going to bring a ton of attention to the game and Sony PlayStation in general.
2: I just hope they actually have hardware to sell at that point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the show
0: starts filming this summer, right? Uh, yeah. Something like that. So like they cast Joel ho- and ho- Ellie, so they soon. By the time the show starts airing next year, I'm assuming, they will actually have... <laughs> maybe, maybe the world trade will be back to normal and we'll all have semiconductors <laughs> available to right. us.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we'll be able to build cars and... Uh, like buy video cards and stuff, maybe. Yeah.
1: No, but that's I, that's I think... just speculation on my part. I don't know anything, but well, no. And you make you make a good point. I was kind of wondering, like, why would they do The Last of Us when like that's pretty new. Like, you wouldn't wouldn't they like remake stuff that's old? Like they've done some of these PS2 remakes in terms of like Shadow of the Colossus with Blue Point and uh, and that type of thing. So I feel like they have plenty of older properties that they could maybe do more with, but. I mean, also, I I
2: played The Last of Us that they like redid for PS4, and I felt like it was pretty. I mean, it wasn't super nice looking, but it was like nice enough looking to hang with modern PS4 games.
0: Oh, it was was absolutely playable,
2: 100%. It was great. I I enjoyed it. It still looked good. Like, I don't understand. The Last of Us.
1: was one of the best-looking games on PlayStation 3, and I think it looks great. But what I found interesting before The Last of Us 2 came out when I started trying to play the original Last of Us is that the game feels old in a way that I did not expect, especially when you play The Last of Us Part Two, The way that things control, the way that the interfaces look, It just has this weird amount of datedness to it that I would not have expected from a game that was only like seven years old, but it was kind of shocking to me. And so I can see where they would look at it and be like, oh, we could take more advantage of DualSense and, you know, all these types of things. More of this, uh, obviously they could reduce some load times with the new SSD technology and all that type of stuff. I I think it makes sense, but I was still kind of taken aback of like, why would they do The Last of Us rather than going further back into the catalog.
0: I really just think this is them trying to make things more available for the crowd that's about to jump on the franchise once the show airs, and they're going to want to do it with the latest and greatest hardware. They don't want people going out and trying to find a used PlayStation 4s. They want you to go to the store and buy a brand new PS5, and then buy the game. Yeah. You know, okay. it's like, I see it as them just kind of kind of shuttering the old, which is what they're fucking into now anyways. And, and just saying like that old shit is no longer here. It doesn't exist. Don't even look behind the curtain. Like this
2: is the new that you want this. You got to have this. They're actually going to disable backwards compatibility for PS4. Last of Us on PS5. <laughs> Yeah. They, I wouldn't be
1: surprised. You know what? They uh, they took away PS2 compatibility
2: on the PS3 at one point. So it's like, why? But, yeah, they're, yeah I, I mean, mean it's I, just that notorious. made some sense because it, they legitimately had like an extra set of chips or something on there no, to, but even to emulate it. They switched it to software emulation for a
1: long time. And then when oh, the Slim okay. came out, they said, nope, no more. We're done. We're not going to let do Well, that's just
2: mean. Yes. So, but whatever. Yes, I mean I'm not the Sony fanboy here. This so. is this is getting back to the the days of first place
1: Sony when when you know PS3 first came out and uh, you know they're riding high off of the PS2. I think we're seeing some of the same mistakes, and uh, and it's sad, but we'll see. Like I, I'm all for Microsoft winning the generation with their stuff, and we'll see if that happens. But um, you know. Let's dig into the next story, which you guys have already kind of touched on. Sony is going to shutter the PlayStation 3, Vita, and PSP stores uh, starting, so July 2nd will be the last day you can make new purchases on the PS3 console in the PlayStation Store. And then on August 27th, the Vita will lose its store functionality. Uh, The PSP also currently has limited purchase functionality, which will also be retired
2: on July 2nd. So um, your Vito basically just become a dedicated, uh, past UMD player. That'd be the PSP. <laughs> oh, I'm and, sorry. Uh, my bad. <laughs> yeah. If you're you you assume that's not what it already is.
1: And, yeah. That already uh,
2: is. Okay.
1: Uh, but the thing is, so you will still be able to download, redownload and play your previously purchased game titles and media. Oh, how nice Um, of them. And any vouchers and things that are still out there with games, you can still redeem. Uh, There's also, you'll be able to play any PlayStation Plus titles that were released. um, And they're going to allow you to, any games that had cross-buy will still have cross-buy. So if you buy a game that comes with a PS3 version on PS4, you can still download and play that on your PS3. Same for the PS Vita and PlayStation Portable type stuff as well. But um, yeah, you know... Nintendo did this with the virtual console on the Wii, and um, that seemed like the wrong choice, in my opinion, and this, once again, I think is really sad. Like, it makes me sad that this is something that they're doing, and I don't know what possible benefits they could gain from this, If this is just basically like a we're trying to shore up the security on the PlayStation store. And if this stuff is still live, we can't do that. Or like they're trying to upgrade functionality or what the deal is. They haven't said anything along those lines. So it's really just estimation at this point. But like, I don't see like why they wouldn't try and find a way to keep selling this stuff to you the way that Microsoft has. Microsoft's done a good job of being like, you can download your 360 games and play them on the Xbox one and the Xbox series X. So like, wouldn't that be a beneficial thing to do for Sony? Maybe? I, and again, just speculation
0: based off the fact that Sony is typically perceived as being more money-hungry, I suppose. But I'm assuming they're doing this because they're going to have some form of like Sony Game Pass that keeps up with Xbox Game Pass to some extent. And in order for them to to do that... They kind of are going to transition all of those properties over to this new thing and be like, hey, I know we shut this shit down, but if you got a PS5, you can sign up for the Sony Game Pass for five bucks a month and you can play all your old PSP games, all your PS Vita games. They're all going to be right here for you, yada, yada. Like, similar concept. Like, I would, in this, again, just me speculating, and you may think it's total bullshit, and that's fine. I'm just saying, like, They they're making moves and we're perceiving them as being the wrong moves to make, but they've clearly got something going on and it's it's we're probably going to see all of it culminate in the next year. I would assume
1: the cynic in me is thinking like they're literally just like we don't want to pay to run this purchase system anymore because <laughs> it's like an outdated one See, or and,
0: and i don't disagree with you but i think they're also looking at it from the standpoint of like we could get people to pay for this again is what they're trying like maybe but which is what i was kind of saying with like the last of us stuff is like they they've already like they've made how much money off of the last of us and the last of us remastered and all that like how many more copies of the same game? It's like the Skyrim conundrum. That's what we're going to call this. How and many times can that... they sell the same fucking game with slightly updated graphics and just keep raking in the
1: money? You know, like, you know, Nintendo does similar things as well. But it's like, it's like Todd I, Howard said, if people
0: stop buying Skyrim, they'll quit making it. Yeah. No. But until I that get... happens. Like, I'm, we're going to end up with fucking like, you know, our neural implant, like from from. Uh, Tesla or Elon Musk is going to put in the Neuralink in everybody in the first game everybody can play in Neuralink is going to be Skyrim Neuralink.
1: <laughs> Maybe so, but like I I don't know. It's just it's interesting to me that like I hope you're right in the sense of like I the game pres- preservationist side of me is just terrified of the fact that there's going to be a bunch of games that are. PlayStation Store exclusive, never were downloadable, you cannot purchase them or play them in any other way, that are going to be gone because of this. And I think that is horrible. And so if, even if it is some, like, everything that's folded into PlayStation now or whatever, I'd be okay with that. I think I'd be a little bit more uh, and and I would too happy about I'm it. not
0: saying like uh, like I would love to have if I never had to buy another <laughs> game again. I suppose like it like that'd be okay. I, like to some extent, it just because like it, you know I as much as I hate subscription services, the Xbox Game Pass is the greatest deal in gaming of all time. Period. And if there was if that was available for other systems, that would be kick ass. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I'm still yeah. waiting for Game Pass to show up on the Switch. That would be dope. I just want to play my Xbox games on the go on the Switch. I want that. Give me that. But you know, it's uh, how many like how many more sw- they'd say, like Nintendo would be dumb to not do. That. Like I don't know. I just we gonna get off topic. But anyway, in general, <laughs> like I, the idea of there being like an expanded PlayStation Game Pass system where like all of these old PS that's the thing is they have this enormous library of games that like modern kids are never going to get to touch or play or anything and like i would i would pay for game pass on my playstation 5 if it meant i could play vagrant story on my ps5 with like even if it's emulated but with like some anti aliasing bullshit or whatever some crazy graphics upgrade of some sort and i can download kingsfield and play the original kingsfield if i wanted to or i could download uh, something else that I used to I play there's so many games man there's so many games in, in mm-hmm. Armored Core 2 like give me that on Playstation 5 let me play that like because I used to play that all the time when I was a kid let me play like or th- that's the thing is they keep bringing back stuff like Onimusha they brought Onimusha back on I think it's on like they did they put it on a bunch of places Capcom put it like everywhere right
1: yeah, I, well, I think they did, like, Onimusha Warlords on a bunch of stuff. I don't know. It's, but they, they re-released the
0: first Onimusha with updated graphics. Like, that, that's okay. something that happened. And, like, that's sweet. Like, let me play those games, too. Let me play SSX, like, on my PlayStation 5. Like, let me play all the old games, and I'll, I'll pay monthly for that, to have that ability. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's great. Let me put them on my phone, too. Just like Game Pass. Give me everything Game Pass does, but PlayStation franchises. Like, I'm all for it. Like, I would pay for that.
1: This is just butting up with all of the worst fears of like you don't own these games anymore. You just have a license to play them. I and I I understand that,
0: and I I I get that. But also, like with some of these older games, like you could own them anyways if you wanted to. So at least give me a place to play them.
1: Yeah, but at the same, but what I'm saying is, is like I feel like the announcement of the shutdown. like how many more years are they gonna go where they're gonna end up being like okay and now you can no longer re-download any of that stuff because we're taking it all offline, right? Like that's that's the that's feels like the next step and I'm scared of that. Like even with the uh, with the Wii, you can't re-download any virtual console stuff. You just you have what you have at this point and that's it. Um, so I don't know. It's it's weird, but uh, it is what it is. Any final thoughts on that, Brian? Nope. Okay. Well, Brian, what do you think
2: about the fact that E3 is back? I think it's not really a big deal anymore, and E3 is basically dead. All but, right. I mean, I'm excited to hear about some new games if people actually participate. Yeah, so the uh, the folks at
1: E3 have announced... That uh, the showcase is returning virtually in 2021. I'm reading here from E3Expo.com, their official website. With confirmed partners Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, and Coke Media to participate. Um, So they're going to have a bunch of uh, online stuff this year at some point. uh, June 12th through June 15th and um they're going to have people apparently to maybe announce games and show them off and that sort of stuff. I'm interested in why Konami's name is there cuz they don't really make video games anymore. But um only pachinko machines and multiple releases of Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah, I don't know. It's um so the one of the bigger rumors that was coming out was whether or not there would be some sort of paid access. And it sounds like they've already stamped out that fact and that, um, it's going to be, uh, with their, with their advertising partners, it's going to be free for, for people to watch online at this point, at least. But, um, yeah, I don't know... I feel like there's going to be a lot more people taking part in Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest, which is what he did last year, where basically he would, he was running a calendar that would show everybody this is when different people are talking about their different games and things like that. Uh, you know, this is when uh, CD Projekt Red has a Cyberpunk drop, and then there's also this other companies doing their announcement stuff. So I feel like... Um, this might be a good time for people to do that at E3, but I also feel like there's a lot of people that are going to be running their own events because it's cheaper that way. Uh, and then they'll throw it on Jeff Keighley's calendar. So, But I don't know. Like, E3 was always fun. I just don't know that this is going to be the E3 that we know of. Uh, Zach Cap is saying no confirmation of Sony yet, which is completely true. They might not partake. They could do their own They're just going to
0: do their own thing like they did last year.
1: That's, mm-hmm. Yeah so they so. might just be like uh yeah remake of the last of us coming in the future. See you guys next year. <laughs> Here's
0: six other remakes of other franchises. No new properties, no new properties. <laughs> we're no, done supposedly. with crea- we're done with creativity here. We're just doing the same stuff <laughs> repeatedly over and over. We're going to beat these dead horses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. We'll see. Yeah, I, I just
0: the my only issue with like E3 doing their digital thing, and even with like Summer Games Fest or whatever. I love the Dorito Pope, Jeff Keeley. If you <laughs> listen to our podcast, you're one of my favorite people in gaming. Um, <laughs> but my Praise issue is the that Dorito they Pope. always they air everything when I'm at work, and like so I can't watch it live, and that bothers me. And like when I try to go back and watch it later, there's like. 50 other channels on YouTube that are like recapping Summer Games Fest, blah, 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 blah. And I can't find the actual fucking Summer Games Fest thing because these other (laughs) channels know how to manipulate the algorithms better. I just, that drives me insane. And... Yeah. So,
1: anyways, that's... uh. I kind of enjoy the recaps more anyways because it's much more condensed.
0: Yeah, the end gadget ones are always good because they're like, here's Summer Games Fest announcement in 10 minutes as opposed to four hours. And, like, that's cool. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, they do the same thing to, like, the Apple review or the Apple announcements and the Google announcements and everything. Like, here's here's, uh, WWDC uh, in 10 minutes instead of, like, the three hours of uh, Tim Cook standing up there and talking about the latest iPhone features that were still on the last iPhone. Like, yeah. So, I'm I'm into it, but it's still, like, I like the recaps to some extent, but, like, you know, at least last year when they were airing, I couldn't really watch them at the time, and I would like to be able to sit down and, like, just even if I had the whole thing on in the background, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's my no, issue.
1: No, and I always have fun watching, the Giant Bomb guys usually talk over it like we tried to do with uh, the showcases that one year, and I, I had a fun time with that, too, Um. But, yeah, it does get hard when it's in the middle of the day, and then everybody's already tweeting about everything that was exciting that got announced anyway, so. Yeah. But, no, I mean, it's cool that E3's back. We'll see how popular it actually is, and if, uh, you know, if Sony is, you know, swayed enough to come back. But Probably not. I kind of doubt it. So, one last piece of Sony news that uh, I didn't have pulled up, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw. There's going to be a Sony-developed video game available on Xbox game pass in the coming weeks <gasps> and it is MLB the show 2021 what yeah uh very weird <laughs> can we explain how that
0: came about do you understand it
1: yeah so basically um they were going to really it has been known that uh MLB was going to publish MLB the show 2021 on Xbox this year uh for the first time. So we knew that a Sony published game was going to come, or a Sony developed game was going to come to Xbox. Um, but it was announced recently that it will be on Game Pass, so it's going to be free day and date on both Xbox and PC, I believe. Uh, so you could either buy it for $60, 70 dollars on PlayStation Four or Five. Weird. Or you could just have an Xbox and or have you ga- can Game Pass, or have a PC and have Game Pass. Buy
0: sixty dollars worth of Game Pass, uh, like money cards or whatever, and load load up your Game Pass for the next twelve years, like Alex did. Yeah. And then uh, um, just play all those games for free. We should really we should get into that. We, like, can we make our own baseball
1: teams in that?
0: We should make our own teams.
1: <laughs> we Might be able to.
0: Like we uh, should we should pick up a stupid sports game like that and do that shit where we make our own teams and we just
1: like compete against each other. Yeah. Like
2: our own I'm fantasy. I don't think it's going to be on PC.
1: I thought it was. I can do some cloud gaming. Along. Xbox cloud gaming. One and
2: Series X. Okay. Cuz I thought we I play had play on heard. our phones.
0: It's the perfect environment for me to play a stupid fucking baseball game.
2: <laughs> Dude, uh if I am right they added designing your own stadium to this one, so I was actually excited about this game when I heard about that. Because oh, you're an architect, right? We had that conversation yeah, exactly. in Rainbow yeah. Six. Brian,
0: I thought that would be really architect. fun. Because <laughs> you you think you can you think you can design a stadium better than like world class designers who design the current stadiums?
2: I mean if they're the same world class designers that design the new house in Rainbow Six, then yes. It's
0: just Brian Stadium is like a stadium and instead of like concession stands, there's just like one giant
2: dive bar. And like Hell yeah. <laughs> they only sell like fried cheese curds. All the beer's like two dollars for twenty two ounce. Yep.
0: But we should we should yeah. pick up one of those dumb sports games and like make our own teams, like have our own like fantasy football league and like Yeah, let's
2: do Rocket League.
0: <laughs> no, not Rocket League. Like something where we, cause you can make, I think in like, I don't know, you can make your own athletes and shit, I think, but it'd be cool to like make our own team and then see if we can <laughs> like, f- like have them, uh, simulate
1: like matches against each other. Can I just have a team that is all my dude from GTA five? Just sure. Clones 12 times. Yeah, I'm Why on. not? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, no, Brian, Brian is correct. There's no PC, uh, release actually for, uh, MLB the show as of yet but Probably. um yeah it sounds like you will be able to play it via cloud gaming on uh with with game pass so. zach's in the chat yeah, asking awesome. if we watched the recent stuff for that the day before
0: game which i haven't seen anything recently but i am super excited for that game because it looks like the division mixed with like zombie apocalypse awesomeness oh yeah
1: yeah i did see that they released a gameplay demo but i have not watched it so let me play the gameplay demo
0: Like, stop showing me shit.
1: Let me play the shit. No, we don't do demos anymore except for Outriders. So. Which was a very successful demo. Yeah. More people should do demos.
0: Yeah. Ah, anyways. So, yeah.
1: Slightly shorter. (laughs) aka The the division days gone of us.
2: Yeah. Sorry about that.
1: That's all right. I'll probably cut it out, Brian. (laughs) Slightly shorter episode, but that's okay. Uh, you don't have to apologize for sneezing, right? <laughs> <laughs> the sneeze button. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Anyways, um, I'm not sure what's happening between now and the next episode, but hopefully we'll get a chance to play some more outriders. You guys will get a chance to play some, uh,
1: uh, disco Elysium and whatever else is coming out we might you it sounds like you and i might be able to talk some fantasian maybe depending yeah. on time plus i gotta but sign uh, up for apple game pass because i don't
0: because i need another subscription service you can probably get a trial i don't want Give i just
1: just let me buy the game just let me buy I, the one you might, game you might be able to let me look that up but anyway anyways outro um if you want to follow us on
0: social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Z., Chris K., and Alan K. for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. The side quest today is going to be some like off-topic chat. Uh, and some other maybe fun stuff who knows we don't really know but you also get access to the tiny terrors from the horror movie yearbook guys and maybe at some point in the future the Midwest film nerds will do some vignettes or something like that that would be kind of cool I don't know I just came up with that right now uh, as always we do appreciate your feedback which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite Or another thing I want to bump if you spend $5 on our Patreon you get access to our Discord server where you get to talk to all the hosts of the show in real time whenever you want some of us will answer you at like four in the morning if alex is up playing video games that late um yep. i usually won't but i try to join in the conversation when it suits me uh and it's in a reasonable time because i fall asleep at nine o'clock now so um anyways bad life stay tuned for our next episode thanks to everybody in the chat zach no cap and omni we love you guys zach other zach i'm assuming like zach no caps <laughs> real name is actually zach Uh, We appreciate you guys being in the chat and and talking to us this whole time. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you next time. So with that said, peace.